today on the Tearsheet Podcast. I think the conversation at most bank boardrooms now is, can we digitize fast enough to be a winner? Um, and if we can't, let's let's understand we're going to sell the bank in the next two, three years. Um, and so you'll see I mean, literally thousands of banks and credit unions getting sold in the next you know three years. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. If you want to understand just how imperative it is for banks, particularly community ones, to move to digital, you're going to want to listen to Dan O'Malley. Dan's a co-founder and CEO of Numerated, a firm that digitizes the loan experience. He's working with over 100 FIs, who he believes are finally getting the gospel on the need to digitize. For smaller banks that have differentiated historically on service, the next step is to automate with technology. And if they can't or don't do it fast enough, Dan actually believes it's an existential issue for thousands of financial institutions in the U.S. Dan O'Malley is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. I am Dan O'Malley, the CEO and co-founder of Numerated, uh, a digital lending platform for banks. I run the company. I uh, was one of the, the co-founders of the business. Um, and so I'm kind of setting the strategic direction for where we are making investments as business, uh, how, w- which customer segments we're seeking to serve, and uh, what product ultimately we, uh, we invest in to, uh, to build it. Um, and uh, in terms of kind of what we do for our customers, I'll, I'll start with first who the customers are. Mm-hmm. So our, our customers are traditional financial institutions, banks, and credit unions, um, you know, some of which have been around for literally over 200 years. Uh, so very traditional banks and credit unions. Um, you know, these institutions are typically the lifeblood for capital in the communities that they choose to serve. Um, you know, very, very important institutions to ensure that especially businesses in particular communities are able to thrive. What we do for them is digitize how they lend to businesses. We're a digital lending platform for business lending. And so, you know, what does it mean to digitize lending? It means being able to take an application anytime, anywhere, online, over the phone, in the branch, incredibly easily, utilizing all of the rich data that financial institutions have on their customers and all the data that's available, uh, which allows you to create a completely different lending experience one that is free of friction, that's, you know, a truly positive engagement between a bank and a potential business customer. Um, So we create a great experience for the borrower. We create a great experience for the bank. Um, We are able to reduce the amount of internal work, and everybody knows banks have a lot of internal processes. Uh, We reduce the work inside the bank by 75% to do a loan. It's awesome for them. And so uh, the net result of all of what we do is that more capital can flow more easily to more businesses in communities. It's incredibly empowering for our employees to know that they're able to make a real difference in the lives of entrepreneurs, business owners, and their communities. So uh, what what percentage, I guess, of of your clientele um, have an existing small business lending practice and, and now are in that digitization phase? And how many of them come to you guys to help get into that business? Yeah, so I'd, I'd say almost every traditional financial institution is doing some sort of you know business lending. Um, I would say most of them, that is their core business. Uh, you know, we work with 130 financial institutions. You know, over 100 have business and commercial lending as their core their core business. And so you know they're mostly already in the market. 
and they're looking to transform. They've reached the point where, um, you know, their 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 core business they're just not as competitive as they need to be, thanks to the other institutions in their market digitizing, and thanks to non-bank fintechs coming and competing away some of their customers. So they're at the tipping point where they have to transform to be able to stay relevant. And how aware are they of sort of, um, I guess, the landscape of what's happening? You described sort of uh, you know, being competitive on two fronts, one with against their traditional competitors and then these non-bank fintechs moving in. Um, how aware are they, I guess, of, the, of that market dynamic? Yeah. Uh, so, Zach, I have been working in kind of digitization of business lending for, gosh, like seven, eight years now. And um, I will tell you, COVID completely changed the conversation. Mm. Totally. Uh, it used to be prior to COVID, you know, we were trying to show banks the light <laughs> to say, <laughs> like, yeah, real soon, you're going to have a problem where your customers just aren't going to like engaging with you. And these institutions are all like, they depend on their relationships and great service to compete. And I was like, you're, you know, months are going to break if you don't start to digitize. And then COVID comes in and makes every bank in the United States a digital bank for two, three, four, or five weeks. And uh, it was just a game changer. Um, and then, you know, there was the, the Paycheck Protection Program, mm -hmm. uh, which got, you know, six, seven hundred billion dollars out to businesses and largely facilitated through banks. And um, banks had to digitize if they wanted to be successful with, with that program. And more or less, you know, maybe 75, 80% of all banks did do that program. And so it was just this forced digital transfer, uh, transformation moment. And now the conversation's like totally different. Even in the boardroom of these banks, boards are like scared about how quickly they need to go and transform. And so there's real energy behind this in a way that I've just, I have never seen in my 20 years at tech. And so we've heard that from, from a lot of different perspectives throughout the past, you know, two years. Um, what, what, so as, as, as your clientele um, digitized, you know, and, and digitization becomes almost table stakes, like how do these types of institutions, these community financial institutions, um, how do they think about differentiating themselves through technology? Or do they? They do. They do now. Um, and again, that, that, that's one of the changes that we've seen. So, you know, the, the core model of most traditional financial institutions is to differentiate on service. All money is green. It's the same everywhere. And if you're going to borrow money or let your bank keep your money, it's service. You know, uh, that, that's why you're making the choice to bank with that. And so when it comes to lending, it used to be, hey, we just, um, we just work really hard. We're there for you. You call us, we pick up. It's great service. And so the you know, big differentiation today is that's not good enough. If I actually have to talk to you for everything I need to do in my financial life, that sucks. I don't like that as a business owner. I, I say that personally, not just professionally. Like as a business owner, I don't want to talk to my bank to get something done sometimes. I just want it to happen. And so I think they've realized that they need to invest in like removing friction from the sales process for additional financial products. You might still talk to a business. That's great. But they don't want to like have to answer questions that, you already know the answer to is the bank. They don't want to go and fill out paperwork. They don't want to get together in person. They just want it to be fast and easy. And that's got to be technology enabled. So that's the big change we see um, in our banks is their core model is really different 
due to technology today. So, so there's the faster, easier approach, which which it sounds like um, you know is is in your your sweet spot. Um, one of the things we hear from a lot of guests on on this program is uh, you know the SMB owners challenge in terms of managing you know sort of wearing lots of different hats uh within within their business and and using lots of different apps to be able to manage their business so it sounds like i know that on the fintech side a lot of uh the successful small business lenders find a way to integrate into the the applications that a small business regularly uses um what are your clients perspective in terms of you know plugging into you know a a, a small business ecosystem do they have their arms wrapped around that yet they don't, is my candid answer. Um, I think they're Thank having, you for your truth. Yeah, hey, it's, uh, it is the truth, man. So uh, they're starting to talk about it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're in conversations with, I'd say, of our 130 banks, uh, only maybe like 5 or 10% of them um, are talking to us about, hey, could you take your platform and go and embed, you know, into this other platform that we're doing a partnership with and you know now we can power lending through that platform um so i think it's starting to happen um Mm -hmm. but it's it's pretty early stages for our customers so so let's switch gears and and talk about um a recent acquisition you made um can you introduce uh the acquisition and 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 why you made it yeah so we uh, acquired a company called fincura um and what fincura uh did was automate what's called spread uh, spreading is basically the process of taking a business's financials, which are in whatever format they want to put them in. There's no laws about, you know, for private companies, exactly how your financials have to work. And so you could call your inventory 15, 20, 30 different things, you know, across businesses um, and classify your revenue into whatever categories you want. So the bank, when they're going to do a loan to a business or any kind of lender, uh, for a business loan, you've got to kind of like translate their financials into how you look at financials for a business in that industry. That's called spreading. And so uh, what Fincura does, pretty cool, it takes a um, financial statement or tax return or whatever in any format, digital, paper, scanned in, uh, digital scanned in, upside down, turned to the side, coffee stain on it, however you got it. It's going to take it. Pictorials. Yeah, practically. Um, And it converts that image into the spreads, the financials that the bank wants to use. Mm. And so there's a number of different applications of machine learning to do that from, you know, basically, you know, using machine vision to Mm -hmm. pull the text off the page, understanding that how to categorize whatever crazy categories the business had for their financials, translating it to the bank's categories, and then running some analysis on top to figure out is business actually a good business? Are they growing? Can they take on the debt? And so all of that is kind of fully automated. And a cool thing about it that we, as part of why we got to yes with them, you know, any level of machine learning is going to have errors at some points in time. Banks don't really tolerate errors in financial analysis because the regulators get upset. So banks need a higher level of accuracy than when you're doing, you know, machine vision on, you know, any, almost any other industry. And so uh, Fincura and now, you know, numerated spreading has this awesome user interface that will actually highlight 
where a bank underwriter needs to do some work. Like, hey, this looks off to us. You should take a look at these part of the financials. They're probably messed up. The coffee stain was was too heavy for us to actually correctly interpret these financials. And so um, really neat technology that helps our banks automate financial analysis in like a tenth of the time that it would normally take them. Wow. And I guess this sort of relates to my question I asked previously about the ecosystem building, which banks aren't quite ready yet to, to, to fully embrace. But in this way, you don't necessarily need to uh, numerate. It doesn't necessarily need to be a networked player in, in those ecosystems, but you're, you're able to just go straight to the data and, and convert it into a usable format for your clients, right? That's right. That's right. And um, an exciting thing for our banks is, hey, you know, if you've got an ecosystem you want to plug into, and that ecosystem can pass you data like this, mm. then we'll just plug it right into the system you're already using. And now if you have to do some underwriting on a credit request that comes in, same system you're already using to do your traditional loans, we can help you do you know, banking as a service loans now in that same platform. That's interesting. And so, so um, how, how is that rollout now, this, the spread product uh, happening after, after you made the acquisition? Like sort of what, what phase are you in in terms of rolling it out? Yeah, so we um, we got to know the FinCura team uh, for almost six months before we did the deal, including doing a proof of concept to make sure that the platforms would sync up well. Um, and so before we even announced the deal, we had that done. And then uh, I tell you, the response from uh, customers has been awesome. Uh, within a month of announcing the acquisition, uh, we already uh, sold, the platform, sold the technology twice and we got customers uh, get ready to use it in Q1. And so we're, uh, we're moving really quickly on it. And is that priced separately from from your underlying service? It's just a it's a module on the platform, uh, and it's an addition, obviously, to the platform that our customers have already licensed because we didn't we didn't have the functionality until six weeks ago. Is it fair to say, Dan, that um, and we've had a few of the, these spread players on, on the show as well? Um, that sort of the underlying lending software companies and the spread companies have traditionally been sort of separated? Like, are there, are there other examples of this combination of, of the two technologies together in a single provider? Of kind of the lending and the spread technology? Yeah. Yeah, there, uh, I'd say many lending platforms have some form mm -hmm. of, uh, of spreading uh, incorporated in them. We don't think anybody's particularly good at both. Um, and so that that's yeah that's our whole goal is to be a consolidated digital lending platform from soup to nuts. Uh, eventually, for every single business credit inside of a bank, uh, we will take your loans end to end with a higher degree of automation than any other platform in the market. And so I agree with you uh, that most platforms don't have both. That that's what we're trying to solve. Interesting. And so um, is that is that something? Well, I, I guess I'd love to hear more about the perspective of your clients, what their challenges are now. So, so they, you know, branches shut down. Um, they had to get digital, you know, or, or, or lose business. Um, they're doing that with you now. Like, wh wh where are we sort of in the in the rollout of? It's an overused word like transformation, and I actually don't believe a lot of banks are doing any type of transformation. They're just they're they're digitizing. I'm not sure they've actually transformed their businesses. Like, where where do you see sort of the rollout in in terms of? Um, this industry becoming, you know, moving into the next generation, let's call it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll maybe split the answer into two parts. I think there's, you know, transforming your, how you engage with customers. And then there's transforming how you run the bank. Right. I would say 
yeah. Um, and so I'll, I'll maybe give you each answer. I'll pause between them if you want to make any comments. Um, I think on the customer transformation, it's very early days, mm -hmm. very early days. I think most businesses got a taste of some sort of digital in the PPP process. You know, by the end of the PPP program, uh, most, certainly not all, but most banks had some sort of digital experience. Um, and uh, <laughs> one of our customers uh, had a funny quote around it and said that, you know, hey, Dan, like you unfortunately have created a monster. Like you've shown our customers how great engaging with us can be. And now we can never go back to the old way. Mm. And so I think it's mostly was a taste from PPP and now banks are trying to figure out what to do with it, but they really haven't put out digital experiences for most of the products yet. Uh, maybe maybe five percent of products across all banks have digital applications. Well, um, I mean, yeah, I go guess, ahead. So this is the first answer around the customer experience. Um, are, do they run the risk from your vantage point of these specific customers of, of um, moving to other you know to other online lenders? Yeah, no, yeah. or or frankly, other banks. I mean, um, I think. Both regionals are, or nationals? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Or even just a smarter bank in their market. Um, you know, I think the conversation at most bank boardrooms now is, can we digitize fast enough to be a winner? Um, and if we can't, let's, let's understand we're going to sell the bank in the next two to three years. Um, and so you'll see I mean, literally thousands of banks and credit unions getting sold in the next, you know, three years. Um, and that, that, that's, banks don't really go out of business, they sell. Um, that, that's going to be what happens to banks that don't think they can make return. Wow. That's stark, huh? Yep. Uh, okay, so what about um, on the transformation side, the business transformation side? I mean, that sounds like even further away if, if you know, customer, it sounds like customer transformation has, and journey has to come first. I think so, because, you know, revenue is an existential problem. If you can't get more of it, then you're probably to go away um and so i think the um you know on the efficiency side you know how much can you change your operations to bring your cost down now, that too is existential mm -hmm. but um it's not maybe quite as urgent um you know the way that banks look at it i'll kind of translate some of these industry terms for you um banks talk about efficiency ratios and what that means is like what percentage of the money that they make from a loan do they have to kind of give up an operational cost? And, you know, like historically in the industry, when, when banks were in the good times, uh, you could have like an efficiency ratio of 70 or 80% um, and only make a modest margin uh, on the revenue you're bringing in from a loan. That's changed. Um, you know, good banks are in the low 60s, getting into the 50s, and everybody's talking about a 40% efficiency ratio being where everybody needs to get to, to be best in class. And so like costs have to come down substantially and competition is going to get ruthless, even between banks, let alone fintechs, who don't have the branch footprint cost problem. Um, and so, you know, that that is an existential problem. I, I think we're like two to three years away from that driving some banks out of business, but that will be the next wave of banks kind of tapping out and saying, I, I just can't. I can't change my operations enough to get as cheap as everybody else. And I keep being not cost competitive on loans. So it's going to happen. Wow. Uh, 
in the meantime that we have, Dan, I'd just love to hear sort of your perspective. It's early 2022. Um, you know, you've made this recent acquisition. Like, what is what does the year look like for you? What kind of goals are you setting? What are your big, hairy, audacious goals out there? Yeah. I mean, the, the goal we put out with our team for 2022 is to be the best digital lending platform for all business loans. And, you know, our history as a firm was to really do kind of fully automated smaller credits and do them better than anybody else in the world. Uh, and we do that. With the Finicura acquisition and our other investments, we've now been able to expand to a larger class of loans where the bank's got to do a little work. It's not, it's not fully automated. Um, and so by the end of the year, we want to be the best and kind of standard choice for banks looking to transform how they do business lending and not just for small credits, but for all the credits. Awesome. Dan, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet podcast today. This was fun. Thanks, Zach.